This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Monday, June the 27th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop to get everything that you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. It's a one-stop shop podcast that is released daily to allow you to get to know everything happening in your favorite promotion while allowing you to still continue with your day. Headlines is available anywhere fine podcasts are made available. And once again, the podcast is entirely free. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get to the headlines. Ryan Clark is writing in today. On the heels of Forbidden Door, AEW has announced the All Out 2022 location and the details. All Elite Wrestling has announced that the All Out for 2022 will be taking place on September the 4th, once again in Chicago, Illinois. As of this writing, the venue has not yet been announced, but in past years, the event has taken place at the Now Arena. Now, you can find out more of this if you continue following Ryan Clark and continue to follow All Elite Wrestling and E-Wrestling News. Ryan Clark is also writing in at this hour. We have news on Maurice, Ronda Rousey, Liv Morgan, The Miz, Kofi Kingston, and so much more. WWE Shop is selling a new The Baddest t-shirt online right now for Ronda Rousey. You can check out the official synopsis of tonight's Mr. and Miz episode, which is below. Maurice convinced 
convinces Mike for a one-night vacation, but fantasy football negotiations get in the way. What's going to be happening between the two? WWE and G4 recently announced a new series called Arena, which will be hosted by Xavier Woods and Gina Darling. Now, the first episode of the show will air on July the 6th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. WWE superstars Liv Morgan and Kofi Kingston will also be appearing on that episode. For more information, you can definitely go ahead and follow E-Wrestling News for more information on your favorite WWE superstars. Trent Beretta is making news today. The accomplished professional wrestler, one half of Best Friends, is giving kudos to Orange Cassidy following his match at Forbidden Door. Ryan Clark is writing in this hour, following last night's AEW New Japan Forbidden Door pay-per-view, Trent Beretta took to Twitter to give some praise to Orange Cassidy following his match with Will Ospreay. Online, he wrote this, Anyone who has anything bad to say about Orange Cassidy is an effing idiot. Now, many of you saw the match was incredible. If you did not get a chance to see the match live on pay-per-view, I do believe you have the opportunity to reorder the replay, which this is definitely a match you're going to want to see. Andrew Ravens is also writing this hour, what were the go-home ratings for AEW's Rampage show before Forbidden Door? Now, on Friday night, AEW on TNT pulled in 422,000 viewers. They drew a .12 rating in the key demo of 18 to 49. Now, last week's show did 331,000 with a .10 rating in 18 to 49. The show ranked number 26 on cable's 150. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reported the numbers. Now, last week was the lowest key demo rating for Rampage ever. That was including pre-exemptions. Now the episode featured Andrade El Idolo versus Ray Phoenix, Jeff Cobb versus Cash Wheeler, and Hook versus DKC. For more information on the ratings, definitely continue to follow Andrew Ravens, who has more information trending right now over at eWrestling News. Speaking of ratings, let's take a look at the ratings that were for this past Friday night's SmackDown on Fox. Last week's episode of WWE SmackDown brought in 2.2 million viewers. Now this is down from the 2.29 million viewers they did last week. WWE SmackDown pulled in a .53 rating in the key demo of 18 to 49, which is down from the .57 they got the previous week. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reported these numbers. Now the show featured Intercontinental Champion Gunther versus Ricochet, Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura, and so much more. If you'd like to find out more about what the ratings were, definitely go ahead and follow Andrew Ravens as he will give you all the details on WWE SmackDown. Ryan Clark is also writing this hour that Okada is saying the Forbidden Door is now officially closed, but he does thank AEW. Following last night's AEW New Japan Forbidden Door pay-per-view, Okada took to Twitter to thank all of the fans in Chicago and All Elite Wrestling. Additionally, Okada noted that the door now is officially closed. He wrote, thank you Chicago and thank you AEW. The door is closed, but I'll open the door again. I will see you next time. For more information on this, you can follow at Rainmaker Okada on Twitter, and you can also follow E Wrestling News as they will give you more information on the next time the Forbidden Door may open. Ryan Clark is also writing at this hour that Adam Cole suffered a concussion at the AEW New Japan Forbidden Door. Now, according to a report from the Wrestling Observer, the word making rounds backstage is that Adam Cole suffered a concussion, and that's the reason why the match appeared to have ended so abruptly. While Okada was attempting to hit the Rainmaker on Cole, he ducked the move and collapsed. White came in. Out of nowhere and hit the Blade Runner on Okada. Following the match, the Young Bucks and Kyle O'Reilly came out to check on Cole along with the medical staff. For more information on 
Adam Cole is health and see if he will be able to prepare soon on AEW television or whether or not they will keep him off. Definitely keep following Ryan Clark as he will have the latest. Ryan Clark is also writing at this hour the reason why a match was changed on last week's episode of WWE SmackDown. Now, a scheduled match between Shotzi and Aaliyah for last week's episode of WWE SmackDown didn't wind up taking place. Instead, we saw Shotzi face off against Tamina Snuka in a match that saw Shotzi winning and qualifying for the Women's Money in the Bank match. Now, according to a report from the Wrestling Observer, Aaliyah was pulled from the bout due to an unknown injury. Now, to keep up with this story, Ryan Clark will have more on this developing injury angle on E-Wrestling News. Ryan Clark is also writing in at this hour that Sting says the AEW locker room respects veterans and he has more to say. During a recent interview with the Schmo, WWE Hall of Famer and AEW star Sting commented on the respect the AEW locker room has for its veterans, whether AEW reminds him of WCW and so much more. Now, if it reminds him of WCW, he said, of course, this is wrestling. It's going to be reminiscent of the old days for sure, but it is completely different and new, a whole new generation of wrestlers. I could be a dad to more than half of these guys here, maybe even a granddad. I'm grateful that they have the level of respect they do for the elders and somebody like me who is trying to come back and play in the game just a little while longer. Now, on what brought him back to wrestling to wrestle for AEW, he said the love of the game and a phone call. You have to have the love of the game, of course, but Tony Khan called me and asked me if I would come back and play for a little while longer. I said, all right, let me try it out. But you know what? I'm here. For more information on everything that's going on right now, in the world of AEW and Sting. Ryan Clark has all that trending right now over on E-Wrestling News. Dax Harwood reveals he supported Sasha Banks walking out of WWE. FTR's Dax Harwood recently spoke with the New York Post to discuss Sasha Banks and Naomi walking out of WWE back in May and why he respects their decision. This is what Dax had to say. Cash and I did the same thing and a lot of fans for the same reasons and that people called us crybabies and that we whined and that we just should shut up and do our job. And that's hard to really take every single day, especially when you're all trying to make wrestling better, make tag team wrestling better, but also make ourselves better and our legacies better. I would have just stuck around and stayed in the same situation we were in. There's no way our brand would have grown. So I know exactly what they were going through, what they were feeling, and what she was probably feeling. I don't feel disrespected, and I could be saying a little bit more about this, but if I continue to stick around and I don't get pushed, what's the point? And it's in the contract. Like, we are all still there. We all have opinions, and we all have options if we want to work or not. So, as far as his or hers opinions because we all have ours you know what it's just up to ourselves and everyone can just accept that everyone just says shut up and take the money man it's hard to read that sometimes it's hard to understand what all that is i just want to show my love and support for her if you'd like to find out more what dax had to say continue following e-wrestling news as they will have more information on this is a developing story. Ryan Clark is also writing today, Tony Khan confirms he wanted to use stardom talent at the Forbidden Door. Now, during a post-AEW New Japan Forbidden Door media scrum, AEW President Tony Khan revealed that he wanted to use some stardom talent for the event, but they weren't available, he said. In a quote in the press conference, he said, I was interested in using stardom. Obviously, they have a close relationship with New Japan, and all the wrestlers from stardom were pretty much booked, and they didn't have visas. It was a big obstacle. There is definitely potential there. Certainly, Tony is one of the hottest and rising stars in AEW, and since she arrived in AEW, I thought it would make great sense since she's been the champion over there in Japan. She has a great sense experience in stardom and someone who's been on our TV. It was a good match that we could continue to build on. If you'd like to read more about what Tony Khan had to say about potentially using stardom talent in AEW, go ahead and follow Ryan Clark as he has more information on that story right now. FTR reacts to winning the IWGP Tag Team titles. 
and a little more. FDR's Dax and Cash Harwood went ahead and won the IWGP Tag Team Championships in a winner-takes-all match at the Forbidden Door on Sunday. Now, their time in WWE did not see them make as much success as they have since they've come to AEW. Now, they referenced their time in WWE when he was forced to shave another man's back. This is what he wrote. Now, three years ago, I was shaving this man's back. Now, we're the IWGP World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. Thank you all for sticking with us. Seven star FTR top guys out. Cash Wheeler also chimed in on the following. He had to say this. Technically, I shave yours. For more information on the success that FTR is having and what is next for them since they are the new IWGP Tag Team Champions, continue to follow Ryan Clark and E-Wrestling News as they will have all of the details. Jeff Jarrett is making news today. Jeff Jarrett is commenting on defeating Monty Brown at TNA's final resolution back in 2005. During the latest edition of My World with Jeff Jarrett podcast, WWE executive Jeff Jarrett commented on defeating Monty Brown at TNA's final resolution back in 2005 and why he believes it was the right decision and more. Now, on defeating Monty Brown at Final Resolution and why he thinks that the creative was the right decision, he would go on to say, who would have he wrestled? Who are the opponent would have been? Who would have gone and drawn that money with? If Monty was a babyface champion, who are the heels going to be able to make sure that he was protected as a babyface and keep the belt on him? That's the kind of hand we were dealt. So it's better to get him in a title match, even if he doesn't succeed, for outside interference or the dirty, dastardly world champ can cheat him out of it. Now, subjective creative decisions, Jarrett says, but the decision was made. No, he wasn't ready for it. Not ready based on the roster. But okay, he wins. But then now what do you do? If you'd like to find out more about what Jeff Jarrett had to say about Monty Brown and the decision to go over, go ahead and read the article trending right now over at E-Wrestling News. Jake the Snake Roberts and DDP announce who they think their Mount Rushmore for tag team champions are. The tag team wrestling world has been displayed heavily when it comes to AEW and New Japan. FTR became the IWGP World Tag Team Champions last night and thanked the fans for supporting him. Tag team wrestling from last night was celebrated as many professionals in the the industry rivaled at the amount of talent that was happening. Now, what did DDP and Jake Roberts have to say? On the latest edition of the DDP Snake Pit podcast, the two legends discussed who they think are the greatest pro wrestling tag teams in history. Arn and Tully, said DDP, I love Christian and Edge. I thought they were magic out there. The Hart Foundation really loved those guys together with Jimmy Hart and the whole deal. And I'm going to go back to the Valiant brothers, handsome Jimmy and Johnny Valiant. Now, Jake Roberts also shared his. Number one, FTR, without a doubt, Roberts said, they are so freaking believable and they're so intense. They're tough and they make you earn it. I think I'm going to go with the Rock and Roll Express and I'm going to go back to the Assassins. There have been so many teams throughout wrestling history who have traveled around the world wrestling in many promotions. The discussion surely will be one that many people will have continuing. If you'd like to go ahead and follow more about this, Ryan Clark in E-Wrestling News has more of this as we continue. John Cena hypes his WWE return tonight. That's going to happen on Monday Night Raw. John Cena will make his long-awaited return to WWE on tonight's Monday Night Raw to celebrate 20 years since he hit the main roster. WWE champion took to Twitter to hype returning. He said, what a long, strange trip it's been. Trucking down to WWE Raw tonight in Laredo, Texas. Come and celebrate with me. WWE and the WWE Universe. We're going to have some good old-fashioned fun tonight. Once again, WWE Raw 
Law starts at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the USA Network. Now, as seen his career in Hollywood has continued to grow, his time in WWE has been severely reduced. He hasn't been seen on WWE TV since last August when he lost to Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Let's go ahead and let's check out some new news. Claudio Castagnoli is now in AEW. As many people found out on the pay-per-view, who was going to be the mystery opponent for Zack Sabre Jr. Now that Daniel Bryant was unable and was not medically cleared. Now, according to the report from Fightful, Claudio Castagnoli has, has signed a long-term deal with AEW. Castagnoli has been training at the Flatbacks Wrestling School in Orlando, Florida in recent weeks, and AEW is already selling merchandise for him on their site. Additionally, AEW President Tony Khan tweeted that Claudio Castagnoli is all elite, he wrote. For more information on Claudio joining AEW, continue to follow Ryan Clark and E-Wrestling News as they will have all of the latest of what's happening with him. Ryan Clark is also writing in today, Becky Lynch, Naomi, and other wrestlers react to Claudio's return to pro wrestling as he debuted for AEW. Former WWE superstar Claudio Castagnoli, also known as Cesaro in WWE, made his All Elite Wrestling debut at AEW New Japan Forbidden Door last night as he was revealed to be Daniel Bryan's hand-picked opponent for Zack Sabre Jr. Now, following Castagnoli's AEW debut, Becky Lynch, Naomi, CJ Perry, Austin Creed, Eddie Kingston, Britt Baker, and others reacted on Twitter to show their support. So many people around the world are so happy and Becky Lynch just typed in yes. Eddie Kingston said, well, look who's grown a pair. Ha ha ha. Uh, uh, Austin Creed types in, let's go. And Trinity Fatu said, at Claudio, that's the tweet. CJ Perry said, wow, congrats, Claudio. Bully Ray says, nice little pop for Claudio. He totally deserves it. Dr. Britt Baker just wrote, Claudio. Evil Uno wrote in and says, He's a co-worker with Claudio Castagnoli now. And Sammy Guevara wrote, I can't wait to beat up Claudio. For more information on Claudio Castagnoli walking through not only the Forbidden Door, but now being with AEW, follow eWrestling News as they will have more information on the story. Ryan Clark is also writing in at this hour. Brandy Rhodes posts a hot photo to promote a new show. Former AEW Chief Brand Officer Brody Brandy Rhodes took to Twitter to promote her new show entitled Brandy on the Rocks that will be debuting today tonight at 7 p.m. on their official YouTube channel, The Nightmare Family. If you'd like to find out more, go ahead and subscribe to The Nightmare Family on YouTube as you will be able to find the very first episode. If you're enjoying headlines, it's your one-stop shop podcast to find out everything that's happening in the world of professional wrestling. It's a one-stop shop that allows you to get back to your day without having to scour the websites and social media to find out everything that's happening. Once again, it's available free to anyone where fine podcasts are made available. Let's continue with the headlines. Andrew Ravens is writing today, Jay White comments on his AEW future. Jay White successfully defended his IWGP World Heavyweight title when he defeated Adam Cole, Hangman Page, and Okada in the co-main event of AEW New Japan, first ever promoted event called Forbidden Door. Now in the post-show media scrum, White commented on his AEW future and said, if, and this seems to be a pretty big if, we can have someone like myself, successfully defend the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. If we can hunt somebody to be prepared to put it up again for me, I'll feel a lot more inclined to come by, White said. I'm very easily pleased. Obviously, I don't ask a lot. This is just something that I like. If you would like to find out more of what he had to say, because there was more, definitely follow Ryan Clark and find out everything that Jay White had to say in the post-media scrum about his future with All Elite Wrestling. Andrew Ravens is also writing this hour, Coney Pony Khan doubles down on staying silent about 
not MJF. AEW pulled MJF from the merchandise and the roster page earlier this month in addition to social media accounts no longer following him. This is part of the ongoing issues where MJF is upset with Tony Khan for his contract as he demanded to be fired on an episode of Dynamite now several weeks ago. Since then, MJF has not been referenced on AEW TV. During the AEW New Japan Forbidden Door post-show media scrum, Tony once again gave a no comment. I am, especially after the great show we did tonight. I'm not going to comment on it, but it's a fair question to ask. I'm not going to cover that one right now, Tony said. For more information on what's going on with MJF and with Tony Khan, continue to follow eWrestling News as they will give you all the latest details of this ongoing storyline. The original New Japan AEW Forbidden Door plans for John Moxley now have officially been revealed. John Moxley became the new AEW World Champion after defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi last night at Forbidden Door. Now, Tanahashi initially challenged Punk for the AEW World Championship. However, Punk suffered foot injury, forcing him to undergo surgery. Well, a new report has been revealed tells what the original plans were for John Moxley. According to Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer, Moxley was initially slated to be involved in the opening match of the pay-per-view. Moxley did have a beef with Jericho's stable along with the rest of the Blackpool Combat Club. Moxley will still would take on Jericho's stable in the Blood and Guts, which is going to be happening this Wednesday. Now, the Blackpool Combat Club partner, Brian Danielson, unfortunately, is still out with an injury. Now, it's unknown which spot Moxley would have taken in the six-man if Punk remained healthy for the main event. The opening bout saw Chris Jericho teaming with Sammy Guevara, Norik Suzuki, and Shota Umino, Eddie Kingston, and Wheeler Yuta. Now, with that being said, there's so many more things that are happening right now, so many moving parts in AEW because of the injury bug. Continue to follow eWrestling News as they will give you more information on what to expect not only for Wednesday's Blood and Guts, but for more moving forward. Claudio Castagnoli himself now comments about signing with AEW. What did he have to say now? Claudio Castagnoli, formerly known as Cesaro in WWE, made his debut in AEW on Sunday Night's Forbidden Door by defeating Zack Sabre Jr. Now, during the Forbidden Door post-media scrum, Claudio commented on the decision to finally join AEW. He says, sometimes the stars align for a perfect moment, and that's what happened tonight. I hope Brian Danielson is all right. I know Brian will be back. It's just a perfect fit. I just talked to Mox, and we've been going back 10, 12 years. We've known each other for that long. We used to ride together, work out together, and we still talk, and things just fit. At the end of the day, I'm always looking for new challenges. I'm here in AEW, and I like this. I'm like a kid in a candy store. To find out more about what Audio had to say about his new home in AEW, continue to follow eWrestling News as they will continue to give you all of the latest. Dan Reichert talks avoiding WWE roster cuts. Joshua Jones is writing in on this hour. During the global pandemic, WWE released over 100 wrestlers. This included WWE personnel, NXT talent, who finally arrived on the main roster after weeks after being let go. Now, one former WWE producer who wasn't on the list to be cut was Dan Reichert. He recently discussed the reasons why on MinMax. There were business deals in place. WWE is kind of on the hook to make a certain amount of podcasts, and so they have to make it. Otherwise, deals go bad, and you don't have hold up your end. Now, Dan Rickert served as a senior producer for WWE Podcast. Since departing from the company, Rickert has expressed his frustrations with WWE and them having too much control over the New Day's podcast. WWE, meanwhile, has recently released names such as Dakota Kai, Stokely Hathaway, Dexter Loomis, and others. Stokely has also found a home in AEW since his release. WWE seemingly releases new talent after 90 days if they 
they are not getting over. That is the new rule. For more information on all of this, continue to follow eWrestling News as they will continue to give you all the latest on the headlines in WWE. Andrew Ravens is also writing this hour. A big news was finally announced yesterday. We now have a date and a location announced for Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonor. AEW New Japan Forbidden Door happened last night and the media post-show. AEW President Tony Khan confirmed that the Ring of Honor will hold its next pay-per-view event, Death Before Dishonor, on July 23rd. The show will live air on Bleacher Report Live in Lowell, Massachusetts. The first Ring of Honor event under Tony Khan's reign was Supercard of Honor and it took place during WrestleMania 38 weekend on April the 1st. Now, if you're interested in finding out more about this, you can follow Ring of Honor Wrestling as they have posted this on their Twitter account about the big event. For more information regarding Ring of Honor and Tony Khan, continue to follow eWrestling News as they will continue to give you all of the latest. Andrew Ravens is writing at this hour, WWE opens up Money in the Bank store at the MGM Grand. Now, we talked about this in a prior episode of Headlines, but WWE announced again today they will be having a Money in the Bank pop-up store in Las Vegas, Nevada. Get exclusive WWE merchandise at WWE Money in the Bank store, which will be located inside the MGM Grand. This year, the fireworks start off even earlier with WWE Money in the Bank with the grand opening of their store. Now, the store will be open between June the 30th and July the 2nd. Members of the WWE Universe will be able to have a chance to shop the largest selection of WWE Money in the Bank merchandise ever. The Money in the Bank store will be located in the district area inside the MGM Grand. For more information on this, continue following E! Wrestling News as they will continue to give you more details on everything that is Money in the Bank. Let's go and let's talk about tonight's preview for Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw, which will air at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the USA Network. WWE invades the Sames Auto Arena in Laredo, Texas for tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. Now, it's going to be the follow-up from last week's show. Kevin Owens and Eze- versus Ezekiel Elias or Elrod. If Owens wins, he will qualify for the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. John Cena returns. Now, they're still adding some more matches for Money in the Bank. They'll be providing some live play-by-play coverage tonight on eWrestling News, keeping you abreast of everything that's happening in the world of WWE leading up to the big pay-per-view event. Once again, if you're enjoying this podcast, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast. If you're a WWE or AEW fan, the headlines are here for you. If you like New Japan or Ring of Honor or Impact, the news is here for you as well. It's a free podcast that's available anytime on the podcast networks such as Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and many more. Andrew Ravens is writing at this hour, the WWE Network program schedule for this fall has now officially been released. WWE Network has announced the lineup for the programming for this week. Now, Monday, June 27th, is going to be Raw Talk. That's going to be starting at 11.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Wednesday, June the 29th, obviously there's going to be a recap of Raw, The Bump, and NXT results from June 28th. Thursday, June the 30th, we'll see NXT UK at 3 p.m. And then finally, Friday, July 1st, Table for Three, we'll have the Bone Street Crew and NXT Level Up. For more information on WWE Network programming, definitely cruise on over to eWrestling News as they will have all the information for you trending right now. Let's go ahead and let's drop on over to Wrestling Inc. as we have more information from the world of professional wrestling. Ross Berman is writing in this hour. Britt Baker details working through an injury as she was the AEW Women's Champion. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, was one of the many wrestlers who was injured so much recently, and unfortunately, it had to be her hand. Now, in a recent interview with Mel Magazine, Dr. Britt Baker said she manifested her biggest fear when she fractured her right wrist during her reign as AEW Women's World Champion in 2021. And it was my right hand. That was tricky. I didn't want to take any time off, Baker continued. I didn't want to let fans down, my boss down, the women's division down, or the roster down. So I continued to fight 
fight through it. Wrestling wasn't the only tricky aspect of having a wrist injury, as Baker's other profession also requires considerable use of her hands. She would go on to say, and I quote, I had to delay a lot of appointments with extractions and heavy-duty dental work, she said, expecting to, her inability to be able to wear a brace that would impede her from doing her job. I was still able to work in the dental office at some times. I just had to be choosy about what I was doing. If you'd like to find out more about what Britt Baker had to say about working through an injury, there are more quotes over on Wrestling Inc. as Ross Berman has that information for you. Eric Mutter is writing here that Warner Brothers Discovery announces CM Punk's next AEW appearance. For those of you who realize CM Punk is on the shelf right now with a foot injury, therefore that prevented him from being at Forbidden Door, now John Moxley is the interim AEW World Champion. Now, one of the ways that we find out now these days about when things are going to be happening is at Comic Cons. Now, the San Diego Comic Con in particular was founded in 1970. Now, the comic book convention has morphed into arguably the largest convention, expanding not only comic books, but so many other things in pop culture. WWE has a presence at the Comic Cons for years, and this year, it will be AEW's turn to be showcased at the Comic Con. Now, as announced in a press release by Warner Brothers Discovery on Monday, AEW will have their own panel at the San Diego Comic Con next month. AEW Heroes and Villains, a second presentation of AEW, will also be made by TNETS, which was described in the press release as a ringside view for the promotion. Now, the Heroes and Villains panel will feature AEW stars such as CM Punk, Jade Cargill, Darby Allin, Orange Cassidy, Brian Danielson, and so many more. With that being said, continue to follow Wrestling Inc. and follow Eric Mutter as he will give you more information on the next time you can expect to see CM Punk in public. Matthew Wilkinson is writing in at this hour. Leo Rush comments on how WWE booking Bobby Lashley and how he felt about that. Former WWE superstar Leo Rush believes it feels natural to see Bobby Lashley working on top of the card as far as his position in WWE. Rush spent some time working alongside the Almighty during his main roster run, acting as the hype man for the former Hurt Business star. In an exclusive wrestling interview with Nick Hausman, he stated that it was a milestone and it's ultimately where Bobby should be. Rush was supposed to work with Lashley turning heel when they originally began working together, but it was a run that ultimately led to Lashley capturing just the Intercontinental Championship. If you'd like to find out more about how Rush feels about Bobby Lashley and how feels that he should be the top guy, read this article right now over on Wrestling. Eric Mutter is also writing in today on Wrestling Inc. Arthur Ashe Stadium comments on its issues from the first AEW Grand Slam. Now, one of the biggest announcements to come out of last night's pay-per-view event was the fact that AEW will be coming back to the Grand Slam at Arthur Ashe Stadium on September 21st. Now, the event will see episodes of Dynamite and Rampage taped from the world-famous Tennis Arena, and preparations are already underway to make this experience great for the fans. Now, early on Monday, Andrew Zarian tweeted that he had recently spoken with a reliable Arthur Ashe Stadium contact who gave Zarian the following statement. We are very much aware of the issues last year regarding the concession stands, and we don't expect the same time this year for that to happen. If you'd like to find out more about everything that happened at Arthur Ashe Stadium, you can go ahead and follow Andrew Zarian for more information on this. But AEW is expected to make that a continuous destination. Let's go ahead and let's check out what Dominic D'Angelo had to say. How did WWE and AEW Friday Night viewership stand up compared to the Stanley Cup? Now we talked about what the ratings were, but how did they do according to the Stanley Cup? WWE SmackDown didn't quite layeth the SmackDown on viewerships as it did in prior weeks before. Now Vince McMahon once again appearing in the wake of the explosive Wall Street Journal report. WrestleNomics provided all the numbers for the show and once again it was over 2.2 million people had watched. However, that was still down from 7% from the prior week. Now in the 18 to 49 demographic, it was a little bit better. It had 60, 691,000.
percent. Fortunately, that was still, despite being impressive, down 14%. Now, AEW and WWE both have Friday night shows. As far as the Stanley Cup is concerned, well, the Stanley Cup continued to rival so many people. It ended up having 5.1 million people, and it scored a 1.45 in the 18-49 to 49 demo. For more information on more of the analytics, continue to follow Wrestling Inc. as they will give you more information on that. That is all of the headlines that are trending right now on Monday, June the 27th, 2022. If you'd like to go ahead and find out more about what's going on, continue to follow this podcast. Once again, it's your nonstop shop podcast to find out everything that's happening in the world of pro wrestling. If you enjoy this, go ahead and click subscribe as you can get all the details on everything happening in the world of pro wrestling. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and I will catch you on the next episode of Headlines. The world of NLW Radio never stops.